the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Apostles and false messages turn against him. What a shame it was for the Corinthians. And the evidence was in the letter in 1 Corinthians prove the spiritual state that the Corinthians were at at that time. And how Paul had to write a whole second epistle, not so much with, uh, dealing with doctrine, but dealing with opening his heart because of the issue and the problem that existed there and their behavior towards him. In verse 10, Paul said, He was truly a servant of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. He said, As the truth is in Christ, is in me. No man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. In other words, I know that I served the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. I was and I am a servant of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. He was not saying it in pride, but he was stating facts, as we read here in verse 10. And in verse 11 and 12, Paul asks, Do I not love you? In verse 11, Wherefore, because I love you not, do you think all this I do because I do not love you? I care for you. I love you as a father, as an Abba. I love you, Corinthians. I always did. But you turn against me. In verse 12, Paul, he said he wanted the, the false apostles to stop to seek glory for themselves. And he said, But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. In other words, those that were there, that were false teachers, false apostles, they were in the midst of the Corinthians. He says, this what I will do. I want to stop the occasion that these individuals in your midst take for themselves to proud themselves, to glory themselves. And they need to have the right attitude of humility. They need to change their way or to be completely set aside and stop to influence the believers that are at Corinth. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, in verses 1 to 6 and 13 to 15, Paul presents himself as an Abba, as a father of the Corinthians, who has godly jealousy over the believers at Corinth. Secondly, in verses 7 to 12, the Apostle Paul presents himself as an Abba, as a father to the Corinthians that shows gentleness in the care for the Corinthians, for the believers of the assembly at Corinth. That is his appeal here in this 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Now, thirdly and finally, in the second half of this 11th chapter, this all second half from verse 16 to 33, Paul presents himself as a father that has an anxiety for the assembly of the believers at Corinth. You know, any father, any Abba 
has a care for his children. And he cared for them. You remember the, the passage that we read in the Gospel of Luke of the prodigal son that came to his father and said, if you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, he came unto his father as the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, presented this interesting parable and how he came to his father and, and he said to his father, remember, and I just want to read the text for us, just for our benefit, uh, uh, when the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, presented the fact uh, that he, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all the three persons of the Godhead were involved in the salvation of mankind, of lost sheep. And so as he speaks this parable in Luke chapter 15, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, presents, first of all, the Son as a shepherd, Secondly, the Holy Spirit is the woman that lost a coin and eventually found it. But thirdly, he presenting himself now as a God the Father, he presenting him as a father that have two sons. The youngest said to the father, Give me the portion of good that befalleth unto me. And so the father gave him, he divided the goods unto his two sons. And then the youngest son went away, wasted everything. But what do you think the father did? The father, although we don't read that, but he was waiting eagerly for the coming of his son. And when his son came to his wit's end, when he came unto himself and he returned home and on the way, his father ran unto him and he kissed him. And he embraced him. It says, he arose and he came unto his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion. And he ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. Luke 15 and verse 20. And before the son even had something to say, the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him. And put a ring on him, on his hand and, and shoes on his feet. And kill the fattest calf. And let us be merry, let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he's now found. They began to be merry. There was a celebration. And you can just imagine in the Jewish circles in days of old, what a celebration of when the son came back home. Well, here in Second Corinthians chapter 11, you can see that the anxiety of Paul, as a father towards the local assembly in Corinth, is presented here from verse 16 to 33 of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. So notice what we have here. In verse 16 to 22, Paul asks if he can boast a little. And the boasting that he does here is not because he really wanted to boast himself and to exalt himself, but he wanted to show the Corinthian, the reality of his love for them and the anxiety of care that he had towards them. Not only that he, as a father, have a godly jealousy towards them, not only that he, as a father, is gentle towards them, but he, as a father, is, he has an anxiety towards them because he cares for them. 
And so we read in verse 16, 17, 18 and onward. Listen to this, beloved brothers and sisters. We read in verse 16. I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as, as a fool, receive me, that I may boast myself a little. So just, just bear with me. I want to, to boast a little bit, but I'm doing so just to show you what actually I have done for you and for the people of God. And I'm so much caring for the people of God. In verse 17, Paul said, It is not after the Lord's way for me to boast, but I'm just doing so to show you, to teach you a lesson. That which I speak, I speak not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly. In this confidence of boasting, I'm just foolish in a sense for a moment to show you by boasting what happened in my ministry towards you and to all others that I'm called by the Lord to serve. In verse 18, But if a man do glory, I will also go to do so. Seeing that many glory after the flesh, well, I will do so also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourself are wise. In other words, in verse 19, he's saying, the Corinthians already put up with with others who glory, well, just bear with me. Let me show you a few things Paul is presenting before them. Well, and notice in verse 20, 21, and 22, using the word if. Notice we read in verse 20, For ye suffer if you are putting up with. If a man bring you into bondage, you put up with him. Secondly, if a man devour you, you put out with him. Thirdly, if a man take of you, you put up with him. Verse, again, 20, if a man exalt himself, you bear with him. And verse, same verse, 20, if a man smite you on the face, in other words, what really Paul is saying, he said, for you suffer, in other words, you put up with the others. So now put up with me. Verse 20, I'm repeating it. If a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. Five times using this expression that you have allowed others to do so when they put you into bondage, when they devour you, when they took from you, when they exalted themselves before you, when they smote you, you bore with them. You suffered to have them doing this to you. And so in verse 21, 22, Paul says, I'm going to speak of my uh, challenges and reproaches. And then in verse 22, he shows and he comparing himself with the others. And so notice what we read. In verse 21 and verse 22, I speak as concerning, not boasting, but concerning reproach. As though we had been weak, however, or how bit, uh, wheresoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also, he is saying. 
in verse 22, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are there Israelis? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Now it is very interesting that in this verse, apparently some of those that were influencing the Corinthians were some Jewish people who were not really serving the Lord. And they came and influenced the believers at Corinth. I'm sure others as well, but he's now comparing himself with those that claim to be Hebrews or Israelis and of the seed of Abraham. Very, very interesting because he used the word Hebrews, Ivrim, Israelis, and of the seed of Abraham. Well, he said, are they Hebrews? Well, he says, I'm like them. I'm also. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Are they Israelis? Of course. He says, I'm also an Israeli. Are they of the seed of Abraham? He says, so am I. I'm also of the seed of Abraham. Zerah, Abraham. And now from here on, beloved brothers and sisters, verses 23 to 25, Paul present his own suffering for the Messiah. Now I want you to notice that in verse 20, the Apostle Paul showed that the Corinthians allowed they bore with those others that brought them to bondage, that devoured them, used them, they took from them, that exalted themselves before the Corinthians, and that even smote them. That's verse 20. But on the other hand, in contrast, in verse 21, Paul says, I speak concerning, not concerning boasting and taking advantage of you, but concerning reproach, shame. Shame that he have experienced for the sake of the Messiah. So in verses 23, 24, and 25, Paul experienced so much suffering for the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. He was devoted, committed to the service of the Lord. He challenged the Corinthians also to be loyal to the Lord and to God and to the gospel. And he showed them here in these verses, as he concludes chapter 11, that he really suffered for the name of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. Here we have one of the lists that are found also in chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians. Here in chapter 11 we have that list that the Apostle Paul presents before the Corinthians. Listen to this list in verse 23, 24, and verse 25. We read in verse 23, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. Listen to what Paul is saying. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent. In death often. Verse 24. Of the Jews five times receive I forty stripes save one. This is thirty-nine stripes according to Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verses 1 to 3. 
Then verse 25, the first part. Thrice I was beaten with rod, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. Notice that the Apostle Paul is presenting before the Corinthians the fact that he experienced suffering. And the, the suffering that he had suffered because he had identified with the person of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. So, in verse 23, labors, stripes, prison, danger, even danger of death. Verse 24, he says, I received five times, I received 39 stripes of his own Jewish countrymen. And then verse 25, he says, Three times I was beaten with rod. Once I was stoned. Three times I, I suffered shipwreck. Imagine, beloved brothers and sisters, night and a day have I been in the deep. So Paul presenting his suffering for the name of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. And finally, he's concluding this eleventh uh, chapter by the last words here in uh, chapter eleven, verse twenty-five b to the end of the chapter, to verse thirty-three. The even the hardship that he have experienced by nature here, in as he was traveling to minister to the people of God. So in verse twenty-five b, of course, he says he suffered shipwreck. And I'm reading this again. I uh, three times suffered shipwreck, and a night and a day I have been in the deep. In other words, he has experienced suffering even by nature when there was almost shipwreck because of the storm that he had experienced. And then in verse 26, Paul was in a peril by the heathen and by false brethren. Can you imagine those who claim to be the brethren behave in such a way towards him? Verse 26. In journeying often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, and in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, and in perils among false brethren. Imagine, in perils, he experienced perils by robbers, perils by countrymen, perils by the heathen, and perils by false brethren. This is amazing, the experience of the Apostle Paul. The word for peril is dangers. In Hebrew it says sakanot, various dangers that he have experienced as he served the Lord Jesus the Messiah. In verse 27, Paul continued suffering in weariness and in painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and in thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. Imagine, beloved brothers and sisters, in verse 28, Paul continues and he says, Beside those things that are without that which come upon me daily, the cares for the churches. You know, Paul, beloved brothers and sisters, cared for the assemblies of God. And when we when you use the word churches, he doesn't speak about building. A church is a composition of true believers, Jewish believers and Gentile believers who compose the churches. 
And this is important to see as the Apostle Paul cared for the benefit of the assembly. We read in Acts chapter 15 and verse 36, Some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again to visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Let's go and see how they are doing. Are they growing spiritually? Are they uh, maturing? Are they serving the Lord? And here Paul says, Beside all this, I have the care of all the assemblies of the believers. Amazing. Beloved brothers and sisters, Paul identified with all the believers in the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. This is is an important thing that we learn from the Apostle Shaul Paul. Now, beloved brothers and sisters, just the final verses. As we read in verse 30 onward, Paul said, If there is a need to boast, he says, I will boast in my infirmity. Paul did not want to boast in anything else except in the Lord. And so notice what he does at the last verses. Verses 30 to 33 in these final verses, he says, If I must need to glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. I'm not going to boast in something, my strength even. I will boast in my infirmities. And so in verse 31, Paul proclaimed that God knows that he does not lie. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forever, knoweth that I lie not. He knew very well that whatever he said, he said, as it is the truth in Yeshua, in Jesus, and that God the Father knows that whatever he said, he was speaking the truth to the Corinthians. He cared for them. He loved them. Beloved brothers and sisters, in the final two verses, verses 32 and 33, Paul said, In Damascus, the governor under Aritas, this is King Aritas, the king, kept the city of Damascus with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me. Even in Damascus, they wanted to apprehend me, to take me, and to kill me, to do away with me because I was preaching the word. And notice he teaches us something that happened there, that through a window in a basket I was let down by the wall, and I escaped his hand. Even when they sought to destroy me, to kill me, I was somehow was let down by, notice it says here, by the wall that was in a basket and were let down by the wall and I escaped through the wall, through the window from the hand of that uh, King Aritas. Uh, amazing to see that the governor there under the King Aritas that wanted to apprehend the Apostle Shaul Paul. This is fascinating to learn this, beloved uh, brothers and sisters. And so... Is we are concluding here with this 11th chapter. What did we learn from this 11th chapter? Three things we learn from this 11th chapter, beloved brothers and sisters. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 to 33, Paul 
was led by the Spirit of God to use this image of a father to his sons and daughters. As a spiritual father, Abaruchani, spiritual father, who cared for his family, Paul presented to the Corinthians three proofs of his fatherly love for the Corinthians. The first one, verses 1 to 6 and verses 13 to 15, I have godly jealousy towards you, Corinthians. I care for you. As a father, I have a godly jealousy towards you. Secondly, verses 7 to 12, Paul said, I have always shown unto you that I was gentle towards you, believers, at Corinth. And thirdly, as a father who is jealous and gentle towards you, Corinthian, I have an anxiety for you as a Abba, as a father, and I care for you, and I suffered so much for you, for the service of the Lord, and for the care of all the assemblies. And that should have touched the hearts of the Corinthians had they understood what Shaul Paul have done for them, of course, on behalf of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Well, beloved brothers and sisters, may the Lord raise in the midst of His own people many, many fathers. And that's why we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and then verse 14, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, my beloved sons and daughters, I warn you, for though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. May the Lord help us today and raise in the midst of God's people fathers that will care for the flock, for the sheep the people of God. May God use you and I to be vessels of blessing for God's people. Well, God bless you, my dear brothers and sisters. Until the next time, we say to you, Shalom, Shalom.